Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today as we continue our moonlit stroll down the path through this strange land that I like to call the Strange Paradiso. Today I have a couple of things that I would like to share with you. The first one, now you got to bear with me a little bit because I actually took some notes here. Now, um, some of these we have spoken about some similar stories to it, the, especially the first one that I'm going to present to you, okay? So this first one was reported, and it's called, um, for some reason, there's a title to this, and it's called Nature's Strange Lights. Even though once you hear the story, you start to realize that there's nothing in nature about this. It, it doesn't seem to be any type of natural phenomenon caused by reflection of the moonlight or starlight or anything like this. So anyways, um, this is a report from someone who says that when their bedroom window was open at night, and they were trying to go to sleep. I believe it was um, a young girl. This happened to her when she was young, or she was younger anyway. She was like a teenager. And her bedroom window would be open because it was in the summertime. It was warm, so it would be open for air. On the bottom floor, it was a single-story house. It was not a two-story house. So she was right there on the bottom floor. She could see out in her backyard. And she says that they had been living there for a while. She said they didn't just move in or anything like this. They were used to their house as we get comfortable in our house. And we're familiar with everything and the backyard. We know every rock that's back there and all that other stuff. And she says... um she started hearing her name being whispered coming from the backyard. At first, she just thought that it was her imagination. She was starting to go to sleep and it was something else, but it wasn't her name. You know, we, we try to do that. We try to debunk it and second guess ourselves. But she said she heard it again and it was a whisper, but it was very clear that it was saying her name. So it would come from, she said, one of the, it sounded like it was coming from one of the corners of the backyard. One of the reasons for that is because her bedroom window was closest to one of these corners where this voice seemed to be coming from. And it would say her name like Krista, like that. There was no actual vocal in it except for the whisper Krista so she sat up you know you sit up on your elbows and she was looking out the window and she started thinking somebody's just plain somebody's pranking me something like that so she laid back down again and she heard it again so she gets up and she looks out her window she said she saw an entity back there 
and the only way she could describe it, if you try to picture this now, this is a little bit difficult for me to picture. It looked like a cross between a fairy and a goblin. All right, when I think of goblin, I don't just think of one particular thing. To me, it's almost like an umbrella term for many different types of um, not so cute and cuddly looking creatures that we may see from time to time. Also, for whatever reason, I know it's not a jack-o'-lantern, but I picture like a Halloween pumpkin kind of deal. But um, a cross between a fairy and a goblin, she says, was in her backyard. Now, the reason why these lights come into place is because afterwards she realized that before she heard her name being whispered, she saw strange bright light in the backyard. They didn't have any lights out there. Like she said, there were no solar lights. There were no any, any type of lights back there. She says that it was all dark except for this one bright light. She doesn't know where it came from. As well as when she told this story to her parents. And of course, everybody goes out in the backyard. Well, where did you see this light? She pointed out to where the light was coming from. Well, there was nothing there. There was not even anything that could reflect light. Even though she says there is no way that it could have been a reflection because it was too bright. It was a small sized, she said maybe about as big as a baseball size bright light back there. There was only one. So after when the voice stopped calling her, the bright light went away. She said she would blink and then the thing was gone. Okay. Well, what happened was, even though other family members did not hear their names being called, one of her brothers reported that he also saw a bright light in the backyard. He said he saw it actually quite a few times. It was not in the area where she heard the voice emanating from or where she saw this light, but it was in like maybe about three quarters of the way from where she saw hers. So it wasn't on the other end of the yard, but about three quarters of the way from where her bright light was. He said he saw this thing and it didn't budge, didn't move, never went away, never faded, never blinked or twinkled or anything all night and he said it was very bright almost like a bluish white like you know you see some of the car lights these days how bright they are he said there was just one and it was like a bluish white just like uh like the car lights are nowadays it didn't go away even in the morning when the sun was coming out, it was still there. He did not see where the light originated from. All he could see 
was a light until finally when the day became bright, when the sun was out, it, fade, it, it went away. But he saw it more than once. Never heard his name being called, never heard anything. So they went out there. They moved stuff around. They ruffled stuff up. You know, if you have a, a garden, there's a little bit of dirt back there and a little bit of a curb where they had some plants. So they got the rocks and they raked everything. Well, if there's anything here or, you know, the parents were trying to say, no, it had to be a reflection. There is nothing that this could have been like um, otherworldly or anything like that. They're saying this was caused by a reflection. So they did that. But it happened again. And these, I guess, um, where these houses are, they did not have the wooden fences. So the people behind them, if, if they had any lights or anything, it wouldn't show into their backyard because they had brick fences all the way around their house. So, because that's what my thing was. I was like, well, anything can shine through these wooden fences. You know, they start to separate and you can see the lights from the people behind you and so on. No, well, this house had brick fence all the way around. The back, both sides, brick. They did what they did. They went out there, they raked, they moved stuff around, all this and that. The light returned the following night. Until one day just uh, stopped. No one knows what this actually was. I don't know what this was, as well as the voice calling her name. She saw this thing. She saw an entity out there. I mean, so what I'm thinking is, all right, if somebody describes a cross between a fairy and a goblin, it was some sort of elemental. It was some sort of like earth creature or whatever you want to call them. I don't know what the reason would be. This was just something that happened one summer and then never again. So maybe these things happen in a uh, transition, okay? That's like something's traveling. Something's going from place to place. And that's why they don't seem to stay. That's why they're only there for a short period of time, for a season. Not everyone, I don't believe, sees these things. Perhaps this happens all the time, but it takes uh, someone who's more of a sensitive to be able to see them, hear them, and have an encounter. I know that uh, this is not something that is for everyone. There can be two people looking out that window and only one sees this thing. Because not everyone is sensitive to these things. That's the only way that I feel about this. And uh, she's older now. And she says that is the one experience that she has had. That she remembers. She, like it was yesterday. And there is no explanation for it. It's just a mystery and her brother as well. Like, yeah, we don't know what 
what that was all about, but um, it happened. As well as their parents still have that same house and nothing else ever happened, which is a good thing, okay? That, that is a good thing when we're talking about um, things like this. We're talking about encounters. They're just moving on. They're just like passengers or visitors, whatever you want to call them. That's good. They can just continue moving along, maybe looking for something, but what? All right. Okay. So let's see the next one. Now, this is something that's similar to the story that I told you the last time about the person who passed away and the alarm clock kept going off at the time when that person had died. It kept going off at whatever it was, 743 or whatever it was, even though the alarm clock was not set no one had set that alarm clock and the strange hour, you know, like when it's 745, 730, 8 o'clock, things like that. But when it's even like 715, but when it's something like 743, kind of like odd numbers like that, it's just, there's a meaning to that. All right. So this um, person reports that um, after there, there was a death. I don't know. It doesn't say who it was. There, there was a death of uh, the man who lived in this particular house. When this happened, it was not cold weather and it was not hot weather. A few days after this person passed away, the occupants of the house noticed that the heater was going on. The heat was going on always set to 76. That was the age of the person who had passed away. His age was 76. They say, even if it was winter, like we would put the heat up maybe higher than that, but not 76. No one had touched that thermostat. There was no need to have either heat or air conditioning on. But yet, it would go on pretty much randomly, but always at set at 76. They would come home from work. It would be on. They would wake up in the middle of the night because it would go on always at 76. So that's another one of those um, strange type of things. The moral of the story, I don't know. Is it something that is telling people I'm here? Is it some sort of an attempt at a communication? I believe personally that it may be. However, you know how my thinking is. I do not for one moment believe that it is the spirit of the man who passed away that is doing this to try to communicate. I believe that it's something far more sinister and uh, trying to get attention, which of course, if that happens, it will get your attention, but also an attempt at uh, a, a type of verbal communication. Therefore, once you start that, you start that conversation going, that's where... Um, 
things can start to become a little more intense, start to accelerate, and now, once again, you've given something a legal right to enter into your domain, your realm, whatever you would like to call it. So that's how I see this. I'm not saying that everything I say is correct, but that's how I feel about these things. Okay. Now, the next one I've got is, um, this is a little bit longer of a story. Now, let's see. All right. So these people, now this is a girl and, um, her family had lived in this house for a few months. And she said that in the middle of the night, she would hear this ringing sound. She would hear this sound like an annoying alarm clock. And she, it would wake her up and she would get up and go look around. Where is that coming from? Because it keeps waking me up every night. Well, it wasn't coming from any of the other rooms. She walked all over the house looking. Finally, when she couldn't take it anymore, she was pretty frustrated. And um, let me see. Okay. So, all right. Okay. She thought she heard the alarm clock ringing at night. So, she at some point went to investigate when she heard it again. So, this thing is going off, this alarm clock. She gets up out of bed and she's pretty much had it. Like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, find out just what the heck is going on because it's very annoying. It kept waking her up. So, what she did was she went into her closet, her bedroom closet. On the other side of that one closet wall was another bedroom. And she figured it was coming from there. So she went into the closet. And what she found when she started digging around in there was an old landline, an old phone with a rotary dial. That's how old this thing was. And it was ringing. She picked up that phone and she said it was connected to, it was plugged in to the wall. So there was a phone jack in the closet and she just picked it up. She looked at it and she picked up the receiver. Okay. So she picked up the receiver and at first she just heard silence. It had stopped ringing, but there was no sound coming from the other end. All right. So she still has this thing to her ear and then static began. She says she couldn't, she couldn't hear, but it, okay. She could hear what sounded to be a female voice through the static. The sound of the voice was so obscured by the interference of the static, she could not understand what was being said. 
she started to talk into that phone and she tried to communicate with whoever was on the other end, telling them, I can't hear you very well because of all the static. There is a, a, too much interference. She said the voice continued to say something. There was some verbal uh, going on in there, but she said it was too much static and then it started becoming like cut off. So you had static as well as it was like kind of like being chopped up. Okay, so she did this for a couple of nights. What she did was she turned off the ringer. Somewhere in all of this, she turned this thing upside down and she saw a ringer switch. She turned it to off. But from time to time, she would go in there and pick that thing up. And she said it was always the same. There was always silence, then static, then a voice, even though she could never understand what was being said because there was always static. Until one day, her parents went in there because they were going to get new flooring in this house. They went into her closet because all everything was getting pulled up. And they found that phone where she thought that it had been connected, where there had actually been a phone jack in that closet. There was indeed a phone jack, but it was not plugged in. Now, who put the phone jack in the closet? You know, back in some of the old houses, they've got phone jacks, mainly in the kitchen. And I know that um, back a while ago, they would have a phone jack maybe in the master bedroom and in the kitchen. So if you wanted to put another one in the house, you would have to call the phone company and they would have to come out and even check and see if one could be put in a certain room. I cannot understand how that could have been put in the closet. I'm thinking, was that a real phone jack or was it just like something that was there but not really connected to anything? While she had thought that it was plugged into that jack and it may have been, but when the parents went in there, they saw this thing, huh, what's that old phone doing in here? It's like a relic. So they picked it up and it was not connected. So just what was it? How was that thing ringing? All right, let's go a little bit further with this. Even, all right, even if it was connected, you have to have a plan. Like um, you have to have a plan for your home phone, your landline, you don't just have it for free. You have to pay for that a monthly charge. These people had this house. They would have known. They would have been getting a bill for this phone. So 
there is a lot there in this story that is, um, it really makes me think because just where was this coming from? This uh, attempt at communication, where was it coming from? How was it able to happen? I mean, think about this. My mind always goes to um, perhaps it was in a different universe, a different dimension. And all the static. It's, it seems to me that it was something. I'm just going to use the term veil. It was something on the other side of the veil. On the other side of that separation. That thing that separates the dimensions or the realms from one another. Based on how long ago this happened... I would uh, be pretty comfortable with saying that it was at a time where this veil had already begun its deterioration. Therefore, things kind of like meshing and um, spilling over, different realms spilling over onto each other. But it's very to me now, this is something that's very interesting. It makes me think about the sounds that I heard in my house that those couple of times because there was static involved there also. And um, I have other people who heard this also. It wasn't just me. So, I mean, this, this is just me, guys, but uh, I find this really, really interesting stuff. I would like to hear more about these. And I just, it it seems like the common denominator here is the static and the inability to understand what is being said. But you can hear like a conversation type of deal, even though you don't know what's being said. You can hear the inflection of the person's voice. They're not just talking in a monotone. It's a a real person, or it sounds to be a real person. The The times that I have heard this have been female voices. This, what she heard here, was a female voice. So, very mysterious. I'm, it's not creepy. To me, it's not creepy, but um, it sure is mysterious. And I would really, really like to hear more about these type of things. And um, when I do, if I do, I will bring them for you and let you know, definitely. All right. Now, the last thing that I've got here are um, objects, okay? I talk about things that disappear a lot. But you know, we have also talked about things that appear. I have many things that have just vanished and uh, never to return. Don't know whatever happened to them. I was just talking to one of my friends earlier this morning about pants that I had that disappeared. They went into no man's land. 
And many, many times I have told people, well, in the first place, there are only two of us in this house, even if there weren't, even if like um, there were other family members in here living with me, no one wears my size, okay? There is no one, even anyone that I know, no one wears my size. So why these things would disappear is beyond me. Pair of pants, gone. I'll never forget, and I'm, I'm still on that because every once in a while I think, how in the world could these pants go away? Just like socks, okay? When we used to live in an apartment and have to use the apartment laundry room, all right, you're going to be missing a sock. There was always that missing sock and all this stuff because it's easy. You're going to drop it on the way to your apartment. You're going to leave it in the washer, leave it in the dryer, whatever. That is, uh, almost, it's just so common, okay? But that stuff continued to happen when we moved into our first house. I was still missing that one sock. And I remember thinking, how is this even possible, right? I'm walking from the laundry room to one of the bedrooms to fold these things. So if I drop it on the way, I'm going to find it. Nope, never came back. All right, so there are a lot of strange disappearances when it comes to items. But what about things? That just seemed to pop up. Now, we talked about that before when things were popping up from the neighbor's house into the other house and so on. But now we've got some things here that happened and there is no explanation. There is no explanation that um, can sit well and everybody can be happy with. One of the things now that uh, has been reported is the people, there was a couple, all right, and they have some teenagers. They have a couple of teenage children. They bought a house. It wasn't a brand new house. There had been former attendants in this house. And they were all moved in and they went to the beach for the day. When they returned home from the beach, they found a wig, a full wig on top of one of the TVs. So no one has a wig. No one knows where that wig came from, but it's there. Everyone saw it and they walked in the house. Hey, whose wig is this? It wasn't there when we left. Nobody has a wig. So the dad starts to think, you know, um, maybe it's a good idea if we just change all the locks in the house. Okay, so they went ahead and changed the locks. Now, this happened in the days before the ring doorbells, before the surveillance cameras and the houses, you know, the ones that people have outside and all of this stuff. This was before all of that. So they don't have any footage of people coming and going when they're not home and so on. So they go ahead, they change the locks, 
They have no doggy door. They put an alarm system in their house. But it continued. The kids would come home from school. There would be lipstick in on the countertop in the bath one of the bathrooms. So, okay, mom, you left your lipstick in my bathroom? No, that's not my lipstick. Things like this were happening. They continued. So one day, they walk in, and there is a creepy, because every, of course it's going to seem creepy to you if this happens to you. They walk in. There's a creepy-looking doll standing in the corner. And now, this, this doll is not propped up by anything. It's not on a stand. It's standing on its own two feet. No one knew where or how this doll could end up in the house. I mean, think about it. How would that thing end up even in your backyard, okay? You don't have any little children who are out there playing with dolls. You leave for the day, come back home, and there's one standing up in your living room. This is after locks have been changed, after a home security alarm system has been placed, and so on. So what is your next thing that you do? Well, they went and looked up in the attic area. Now, it wasn't a full attic like some of the houses have, but it was enough so that if you wanted to go up there, you couldn't live up there, but you could go up there and maybe hide out for a while. They went up there to make sure that there was no chance of anyone being up there. Well, there was no one up there. And you couldn't go underneath their house. Their house was built on a regular foundation, so you couldn't shimmy yourself underneath the house and hang out there. How and where, once again, do these things come from? How is this able to happen? And what is the agenda? Well, of one thing, all right, it's going to rattle your cage, that's for sure. So we've got the fear going. But I would like to know how these things are transported into a physical location. How is it able to come through a wall? a solid wall, a solid door, a roof, however it got into that house. How? I have a lot of questions about these type of things. It is unnerving because what it does is it gives you a type of feeling of being vulnerable because this type of deal can happen to anyone. Think about it. What's stopping any of this from happening to anyone? 
that was just more food for thought. I just like to put out there. So when you are in your house, your apartment, your condo, whatever it is, I mean, you might want to take a second look and make sure that there's nothing in there that you didn't bring in, you know, that there's nothing in there that just seemed to appear from nowhere. I'll be talking to you guys soon. Thank you for joining me. We, I will be back soon for we can continue our walk. Until then, ciao.